Whether you're waiting for baby to arrive or in the thick of postpartum yourself, needing to feel validated in what you're experiencing, you've come to the right place. Often our only exposures to stories around the fourth trimester are either perfectly curated newborn photo sessions posted on social media or tragic headlines about mothers overcome by postpartum depression. But what about the in-between? What about the stories that aren't picture perfect for social media nor newsworthy? If we haven't met yet, my name is Jenny June Kishba, and I'm a nurse on a mission to help prepare first-time moms for the fourth trimester. So hit subscribe and listen into stories shared by moms like you each week about their own postpartum experience with just the right balance of encouragement and truth. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Rachel Berquist. Rachel, thank you for being here today. I would just love for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to speak with you. I am Rachel Berquist, and I am a mama of two boys in Fargo, North Dakota. I love it. Fargo, North Dakota. And how old are the boys now? They are one just turned my oldest Sawyer just turned five and then my youngest Reed just turned two in July. So yes. Um, I don't think I realized those were their names. Those are adorable names. Yeah. Oh thanks. Are you um a Lost fan? Did Sawyer come from Lost or no? <laughs> no, it sure didn't, but I we get asked that a lot. Uh no, oh, no, it was actually my husband's suggestion. So he gets credit for the adorable Sawyer name. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's where my brain always goes. I was a Absolutely. big yeah, <laughs> that was out. So, ah, so sweet. Well, I would love for you to just share with listeners if you just want to talk about your postpartum experiences, um, it's just things that kind of stand out to you from those early weeks of motherhood. Yeah. Yes. So, um, really, my journeys were very different, and I think that's very similar to a lot of people's um, stories as well. But my first, I felt very unprepared. I was very prepared for the labor part of things, and I felt like I went to all the classes and did all the things and read all the books. And then um, my postpartum comes, and I was just kind of shook, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of moms, I think. Um, so really... My first postpartum was really hard. Um, my first was born in October, so it um, actually snowed while we were bringing baby home. And I was the mom who had, you know, the cute little short sleeve outfit prepared oh, for my, <laughs> my take home outfit. And the nurses just, you know, caringly gave me something warmer for him to wear. Um, but yeah, just very unprepared. And um, I felt very um, isolated right away because it was moving into cold and flu season. So in, in my part of the, our part of the world, it gets uh, very much so that you don't have people come visit in the winter because they're sick or whatever. And so that I felt very, very much alone because I was also very worried about my newborn getting anything. So that was hard and it led into a lot of postpartum um, struggles for me. Um, the whole lactation thing also was frustrating and concerning. And um, my firstborn was very jaundiced too. So he um, had to be under the lights and then we had to go back and stay under. Um, he had to be in like the little cocoon incubator thing um, for like three or four days. So that was also very scary and just something I also wasn't, that was 
very much a hard experience to come into as a first time mom, um, which my second born was totally different, right? Because it was in the summer, he was born in July. So that was um, already such of a turn of, you know, experience of season. And he wasn't jaundiced. So that was great. But um, yeah, it was totally different. So in between my kids, I um, actually wanted when I got pregnant the second time, I wanted to make sure my postpartum was a better experience for me. um, Because I had such a rough one the first time. So Mm -hmm. I'm made sure to gut health right after Mm -hmm. my second was born. So that's how my, um, my like health journey kind of started because I was very scared to experience that postpartum feeling again. Um, I didn't want to be isolated. So I was very much around more family and more friends the second time too, just because of, I was very worried about my, my mental health, my safe, my safety as a mom and being a good mom. So I um, started initially addressing all of that stuff right away um, with my second. And I wished I would have started (laughs) right away with my first, but um, you kind of, you know, you live and you learn and you know what you know at the time and you try to do better as um, you gain experience. And that was something that I was really, really um, passionate about at that time too. So it was totally different with my second, which was great. Um, And, but I, I wish I would have invested more in myself my first time and had a community then instead of isolating myself off, which was really hard. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my journey between the two of them and kind of the difference. Yeah, that isolation, I think, I mean, the winter months for sure make it harder. I think any like, no matter the time of year, a postpartum can be super isolating, but then you add in an extra layer like um, winter or last season on the podcast, I had a lot of the COVID moms, like the moms who yes. were during quarantine, like that was a whole other layer. It's yes. just, it's so hard on our mental health and um, to not have the support and the connection. So yeah, I just, I am a huge advocate for moms finding their community, which I know is hard. Like you're also recovering and exhausted and yes. vulnerable. So like, you don't feel like going out and meeting new people, yes. but it's so important yeah. um, for your health. So yeah, I can imagine that that would make a big difference then the second time around. Did you say July was your second? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So much much more like friendly time of year yes 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 sunny and you could go on walks you know without worry yes absolutely it was and you could even be outside with friends instead of worrying about them coming in too right like I think there's always that oh my newborn is exposed to things well sometimes that's good but yes there's like a a good a good sense of fear there too (laughs) oh yeah for sure what, what do you feel like, um, you sort of spoke to this, but what do you feel like stands out as the most challenging for you in your postpartum? Um, I think both of them, I, I did struggle with, um, asking for help. (laughs) I I really wanted to take everything on. Even my, my poor husband, bless his heart was trying to, you know, do all the supportive, like, 
I can change the diaper while you're feet, you know, like after you feed or things like that. So I think it was, it was more of me trying to take on everything and feeling like I had to do everything. Um, mm. I, uh, I pump friendly mama. So I, um, <laughs> liked to do all my pumping and then, um, bottle feed. And so I did that. And then, um, I also wanted to make sure all of my pumping things were cleaned out properly. Um, so I never trusted anybody to clean them out. It was just a lot of control. So I think being able to ask for help. And then even in those moments of like, when you're in the hospital asking those questions of, you know, what can I, or what can my spouse do and feeling supported and those kinds of things, I think was really, um, I never asked like a good question, I feel like. So just being vulnerable enough to know that you're not going to know everything right away and to know mm-hmm. that there's so many people and so many resources out there um, that are available now too, that it just don't feel like you're ever really alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I like that you mentioned the pump part specifically. Like I think in new motherhood, we like, mm-hmm focus in on anything we can control yeah because <laughs> everything else feels out of control it's like you can't get the baby to sleep you yes. are trying to figure out feeding the baby so it's like if you sometimes I think it's just like our instinct it's like you then are like okay I know how to wash the pump parts and I yes. want to make sure the baby doesn't get sick or something or right. like right. not get washed properly so it, it just I think a lot of moms are going to resonate that's going to resonate with them like oh yeah I have those feelings also like that's something that I try to keep in my control that keeps yes. me feeling calm so <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah that postpartum oh I don't know all those feelings that anxiety I don't know if you specifically had anxiety but like just yes. that that all those things that are rushing through our body and intensifying everything yes. like just yeah we feel everything so much more Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I did, I did have anxiety and, um, depression just because of, I mean, I feel like I just didn't ask for help. And that was a lot of it is I never felt like I could be off my game kind of, I guess would be Mm -hmm. the best way to explain it is like, you feel, yeah, like all of this is suddenly on your shoulders and it's not, I mean, a lot of it is absolutely, but a lot of it, you have, you know, your support team, your family, your friends, um, people who are there for you. And you kind of forget that because you just feel like a little sense of overwhelm, (laughs) but um, that's normal. And a lot of people, and after you talk to your friends about it, they're like, oh yes, like absolutely. I felt that way. And that's why I didn't call you, you know, like people will start to um, open up and share their experience when you say, I need help here or whatever too. So definitely. Yes. Oh yeah. I think we all, all of us have these, those kinds of struggles for sure. Yes. But I think harder for the type A perfectionist. Oh, like I think you and I talked about before possible. We're both that way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard. And and when you want to do everything yourself, you're used to just being able to rely on your own, like, you know, your own abilities. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that sort of gets taken away in yes. postpartum. Everything else is overwhelming. Yes. Yes. 
Just a brief interruption to tell you this season of Hello Fourth Trimester is brought to you by my new innovative breastfeeding course, which is text message based. I worked in the hospital and know how people want to learn today. Questions I get would be from things they learned on TikTok. People are busy. They don't have time to sit through long courses. And so that's why I developed Hello Breastfeeding, which you can get at my website, hellojennyjune.com. How about something that you treasure? I mean, on this podcast, a lot of time we talk about the challenges because the truth is we want moms to be more prepared and be aware that it's, it's not just simple. It is, there are challenging things that happen, but I also, you know, like to kind of balance it out with it's both. It is challenging, but it's also this wonderful experience. So is there something that stands out to you as something that you really treasure from those early postpartum days, whether it's a specific moment or just something in general? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. There are so many things actually that I treasure from those moments. I actually got a because it's October and my son was born, I had a time hop reminder of the things that I was struggling with because I did try to really document a lot of it because I didn't want to forget <laughs> in like your haze. Um, so that's one thing that I like, I look back and see like how much I grew as a person really. Like I knew my body was and how it was responding to things. And I always kind of like go back to that as like, remember like, when you could intuitively think of like, oh, I need to eat this now when you were pregnant and then postpartum, like tried to tap into that intuition too. So I really um, moved forward with that and still to this day too. My second, I definitely was very much um, trying to intuitively read like, am I hungry for, you know, do I need dairy? Do I need, I like kind of trying to really tap into that. And that's something I still try to go back to is, um, trusting my intuition and moving, um, forward with my health journey and trying to be, um, a positive health image of myself and moving forward with that intuition. That's really something that I've through from my first postpartum, um, because I was very much, um, um, that first time around and I didn't want to get to that point again. So I tried to go back to, what has, what is working for me and what is my body trying to ask of me in this moment? So that's something that I really did. Um, it wasn't something I expected to learn in my journey, but that's something that I really, um, appreciate. And I still like love on myself for, um, having learned that throughout this process too. Definitely. I love that. How do you remember, like how far into your postpartum journey were you when that, when that you kind of had that shift. Do you remember? Um, I think it was, well, so we got sent home after his, like, we were in the hospital for two days, I think. And then we got sent home and then initially we got sent right back to the hospital with his jaundice. And it was in that, I think, moment. So it was probably like four or five days postpartum that, yep, it was really early on because that's when everything kind of, I mean, it was snowing. <laughs> I was so sad. Yes. Like everything kind of started compounding of just like this dark feeling. And I, and I recognized it really early on. So yeah, I think it was like the first week in um, to mommyhood that it happened. Okay. So I didn't know if it was more like a reflective thing, like, okay, now that I'm a year postpartum, this yeah. is what I'm taking nope. or- It wow. was the heart of it. Yeah. Because that's when I asked like my first checkup postpartum, 
um, my first one, uh, I remember the doctor asking me how I was doing and I was like, not good. (laughs) So that was, it was really early on. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, and since you mentioned the snow again, I was going to say earlier when you mentioned (laughs) the outfit, I was going to say hot tip for listeners. Uh huh couple options for that outfit going home because like in Rachel's experience the weather was different than she was expecting mm-hmm. in my experience my baby was bigger than I was expecting so the cute little newborn outfit yes. barely fit her it was like it's so hard to get clothes on an itty bitty newborn and then to get them in clothes that barely fit when you yes. have the stress of leaving the hospital yes. is terrible yeah <laughs> yeah it happened with my second he was bigger than like the newborn outfits too so I was so glad that I had one of my other options basically because somebody else had recommended to me when I was having a July baby that it he might get so hot in one so I had brought two options so yes always bring multiple baby yes. options to bring home definitely yeah <laughs> who set on one going home outfit like, yes I- <laughs> absolutely all right so let's talk some practical things how about products that stand out to you are there any products that stand out something oh you gotta have this product I wouldn't do it postpartum without it or like eh don't have to have this and maybe a lot of people it's one a lot of people talk about what what stands out to you um products um it's so difficult for products because everybody's so different and every pregnancy is so different uh yeah the things that I recommend for products, are we talking mom products? Yes. So yes, I would, I mean, I am geared towards moms, but people also share baby ones. So that's fine too. Either one. Okay. Um, mom products. I, I really liked having Landolin lotion. Um, and actually that was one of the things that a lot of people told me not to get into but um that was just something that I felt was so good for myself when I was um using a pump um so that was one thing that I would say is something I think I tell all of my friends that they need the other thing that people go back and forth on are um like nipple covers yeah I don't know if people um, still really think that that's something, but just being being aware that, you know, there, there's going to be more attention to your boob area than you probably had in your whole life. So just knowing that, like, loving on yourself and knowing yourself of how you're going to take care of you is super important in those moments because you're so fixated on baby and latching and all the all the things that are suddenly happening that... Um, knowing that you're going to want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself right away um, as like as you're getting baby ready right away too. I think that was really something that I took away um, from all my breastfeeding mamas. Like you don't think to like put anything on yourself right after feedings and things like that. But the sooner you get in that habit, that's so, so, so important. (laughs) Keeping yourself healthy and going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it'll make every like every feeding session after more comfortable because then yeah. you're helping yourself heal in yeah. those early days when you're when everything's getting used to the whole breastfeeding absolutely <laughs> yes yes yeah. yes that's so, so important so important 
Yes, just make it easy and like put that lanolin or in nipple covers like right by the spot where you usually breastfeed and then you'll hopefully yep. be able to remember it. Like don't put it in a spot where you're not going to remember to use it. <laughs> Keep yep. it right there. Yeah, and I always put it like right next to my kitchen sink so that when I am washing my stuff right away afterwards, I was like, oh yeah, put throw these on right away because that yes. is so, so important. Just having it available and making sure that you take care of you. That's like, that's a big one. Yeah. I love that. That's, that is a, that's a really good one. Yeah. Well, Rachel, what is some parting advice? What's something that you just want to make sure that a pregnant mom hears before having her baby? I mean, there's, there's so many people out there that have great advice and really listening to, um, like your close friends, the people that know you the best on like what you're going to forget or what you're not going to remind yourself of is really huge. Having that strong community around you of people that will love on you. And um, that's so great. But really, I think like making sure that you're putting yourself in the best position to take care of yourself too. Um, Like I said, like learn from me and knowing when to ask for help and knowing when to um, take a break and heal yourself because you're going through a lot as well. Like give yourself that grace, I think is really, really important and something that no birthing class will tell you. <laughs> it's, so true. it's so true. And I think we think as moms, like, oh no, this is the right choice. Yeah. Like in that first postpartum experience. So this is what I'm supposed to, this is what a, I'm using like air quotes, good mom does. Like, she yes. Just, that goes, 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 and does everything for her child. But really, yeah. it, it, then you're not able to care for your children as well when you're not caring for yourself. So it's it's part of caring for your kids when you care for yourself because then you can, you know, be that the best mom that you can be by feeling better when yes. you actually take that time to care for yourself. Yes, absolutely. And just making sure that, like, the little things all matter, like having that lotion for you or having your favorite water bottle ready, like just little things to make sure that you're, um, yeah, just addressing your, your needs too, because baby's needs obviously are going to come first in your mind, but then you need to come the very close second because if you're running on empty, it's not going to help anybody either. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I agree with that so much. I love that advice. Yes. Well, thank you for being here, Rachel. Where can listeners find you on the world of social media? Yes. Well, I am on Instagram. It's just at Rachel Burquist. And then I'm also on Facebook as well. And I would love to be friends with all of you mamas. I'm cheering for you all. And thank you, Jenny, for having me. This is so sweet that you do this and put this out to the world. Oh, I'm happy to have you. I'm so glad it worked for you to come on. So thank you. Thank you. Hey friend, thanks so much for being here this week. I hope that you are leaving this podcast with a cup a little fuller than when you started. If you found this podcast episode helpful, could you do me a favor? Could you just rate and review the podcast? Because this actually helps get more eyes on the podcast so more moms can be validated in their own postpartum experiences. Thanks so much and I'll see you back next week.